this is Sophie Warren, and welcome back to another episode of the SMW Podcast, Bible reading for all ages. Sorry, I have a bit of a cough today. Today we're going to read chapters 15 to chapters 19. Let's begin. Chapter 15, the Abrahamic Covenant. After these events, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, or Abram. I am your shield. Your reward will be very great. But Abram said, Lord God, what can you give me since I am childless and their heir of the house of my house is Eliezer of Damascus? Abraham, Abram continued, Look, you have given me no offspring, so a slave born in my house will be their heir. Now the word of the Lord came to him. This one will not be your heir. Instead, one who comes from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look at the sky and count the stars if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, Your offspring will be that numerous. Abraham believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am Yahweh, who brought you from Ur of Chaldeans, of the Chaldeans, to give you this land to possess. But he said, Lord God, how can I know that I will possess it? He said to him, Bring me a three-year-old cow, and a three-year-old goat, and a three-year-old ram, or turtle and a young pigeon. So he bought all, or brought all these to him split them down the middle, and laid the pieces opposite each other. But he did not cut up the birds. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abraham, or Abram, drove them away. As the sun was setting, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know this for certain, your offspring will be foreigners in a land that does not belong to them. They will be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. However, I will judge the nations they serve, and afterward they will go out with many possessions. But you will go out to your fathers in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. In the fourth generation, they will return there, for the equity of the Amorites have not re- reached its full measure. When the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch appeared and passed between the drived, the divided animals. On the day that, on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abraham, saying, "I give this land to your offspring, from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River, the land of the Canaanites, Kenizzites." Cadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Rephaim, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Chapter 16 Hagar and Ishmael. Abram's wife, Sarai, had not borne any children from him, but he owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarai, Sarai said to Abram, 
Since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her, perhaps through her, I can build a family. Then Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar, the her Egyptian slave, and gave her to her husband as a wife for him. This happened after Abram had lived in the land of Canaan ten years. He slept with Hagar, and she became pregnant. When he realized that she was pregnant, she treated her mistress with contempt. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for my suffering. I put my slave in your arms, and ever since she saw that she was pregnant, she has treated me with contempt. May the Lord judge between me and you. Abram replied to Sarai, Here, your slave is in your hands. Do whatever you want with her. Then Sarai mistreated her so much that she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way of sh to shore. He said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She replied, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, you must go back to your mistress and submit to her mistreatment. The angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring, and they will be too many to count. Then the angel of the Lord said to her, You have conceived and will have a son. You will name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard you cry of affliction. This man will be a wild donkey. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him. He will live at odds with all his brothers. So she said to the Lord, who spoke to her, The God who sees, for she said, In this place I have actually seen the one who sees me. That is why she named the spring, a well of the living one who sees me. It is located between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son Hagar had. Abram was 86 years old, and Hagar born Ishmael to him. Chapter 17, Covenant Circumcision When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him, saying, I am God Almighty, live in my presence and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you and I will multiply you greatly. Then Abram fell face down, and God spoke to him, or with him. As for me, my covenant is with you. You will become the father of many nations, and I will be no longer Abram, but your name will be Abraham. For I will make you the father of all nations, and I will make you extremely fruitful, and make you and make your nations and kings come from you. I will keep my covenant between me and you and your future offspring throughout the generations as an everlasting covenant to be your God and the God of your offspring after you. And to you and your future offspring, I will give the land where you are residing, all the land of Canaan and eternal possession I will be their God. God also said to Abram, Ham, as for you, you and your offspring after through, throughout their generations are to keep my covenant, 
This is my covenant which you are to keep between me and you and your offspring after you. Every one of the males must be circumcised. You must circumcise the flesh of your foreskin and serve as a sign of the covenant between me and you. Throughout your generations, every male among you at eight days old will be, is to be circumcised. This includes a slave born into your house and one purchased with money from any foreigner. The one who is not your offspring, a slave born in your house, as well as one purchased with money, must be circumcised. The covenant will be marked in your flesh as an everlasting covenant. If any male is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, that man will be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. God said to Abraham, As for your wife Sarai, do not call her Sarai, for Sarah will be her name. I will bless her indeed. I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she will produce the nations. Kings and peoples will come from her. Abraham fell face down. Then he laughed and said to himself, Can a child be born to a hundred-year-old man? Can Sarah, a ninety-year-old woman, give birth? So Abraham said to God, If only Ishmael was, were acceptable to you. But God said, No. Your wife Sarah will bear you a son, and you will name him Isaac. I will confirm my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his future offspring. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. I will certainly bless him. I will make him fruitful and will multiply him greatly. He will father twelve tribal leaders, and I will make him into a great nation. But I will confirm tribal leaders my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah will bear you to you at this time next year. When Abraham took his son Ishmael and all the slaves born in his house or purchased with his money, every male along the members of Abram's or Abraham's household, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskin on that very day, just as God said to him, Abram or Abraham was 99 years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised, and his son Ishmael was, thir was 13 years old when the flesh of his foreskin was circumcised. On the same day, Abram, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his household, both slaves born in his house, were, and those were purchased with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Chapter 18 Abram's three visitors. Then the Lord appeared to Abram at the oaks of Mamre while he was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the heat of the day. He looked up and he saw three men standing near him. When he saw them, he ran from the entrance of the tent to meet them and bowed to the ground. Then he said, My Lord, if I have found favor with your sight, please do not go on past the servant. Let a little water be brought, and you may wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree. I will bring a bit of bread so that you may strengthen yourselves. This is why you have passed your servant's way. Later, you will continue on. Yes, they replied. Do as you have said. 
So Abraham hurried into the tent and said to Sarah, Quick, knead three measures and find flour and make bread. Meanwhile, Abraham ran to the herd and got a tender, choice calf. He got it to a young man, buried and prepared it. And Abraham took curd and milk and the calf that he had prepared and set them before the men. He served them as they ate on the tree. Sarah laughs. Where is your wife, Sarah? They asked him. They're in the tent, he, he answered. The Lord said, I will certainly come back to you in, the, in about a year's time, and your wife, Sarah, will have a son. Now Sarah was listening at the entrance of the tent behind him. Abraham and Sarah were holding it in the years. Sarah had passed the age of childbearing, so she laughed to herself. After I have become shriveled up and my Lord is old, will I have delight? But the Lord asked Abraham, why, is, why did Sarah laugh, saying, Can I really have a baby when I'm old? Is anything impossible for the Lord? And my opponent's time when I come back to you, and in about a year she will have a son. Sarah denied it. I did not laugh, she said, because she was afraid. But he replied, No, you did laugh. Abraham's plea for Saddam. The men got up from there and looked over and looked out over Saddam, and Abraham was walking with them to see them off. Then the Lord said, should I hide what am I about to do from Abraham? Abraham is to become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. For I have chosen him, so that he will command his children and his house after him, and keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. This is how the Lord will fulfill to Abraham what he promised him. And the Lord said, The outrage against Saddam and Gomorrah is immense and their sin is extremely serious. I will go down to see if what they are done justifies the cry that has come up to me. If not, I will find out. The men turned from there and went towards Saddam while Abraham maintained standing before the Lord. Abraham swept forward and said, Will you really sweep away the righteous or the wicked? What if there are fifty righteous people in the city? Will you, will you really sweep it away instead of sparing the place for the sake of the fifty righteous people who are in it? You could not possibly do such a thing to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. You could not possibly do that. Won't the judge of all the earth do what is just? The Lord said, If I find fifty righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham answered, Since I have ventured to speak to the Lord, even though I am dust and ashes, suppose the fifty righteous lack five, will you destroy the whole city or lack for a five? He replied, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. Then he spoke to him again, Suppose forty are found there, he answered, I will not do it on account of forty. Then he said, Let the Lord not be angry, and I will speak further. Suppose thirty are found there, he answered. I will not do it if I find thirty there. Then he answered, Since I have ventured to speak with the Lord, 
Suppose 20 are found there, he replied. I will not destroy it on the account of 20. Then he said, Let the Lord not be angry, and I will speak one more time. Suppose 10 are found there, he answered. I will not destroy it on the account of 10. When the Lord had finished speaking about with Abraham, he departed, and Abraham returned to his place. Chapter 19 The Destruction of Saddam and Gomorrah The two angels entered Saddam in the evening as Lot was sitting at Saddam's gate. When Lot saw them, he got up to meet them. He bowed with his face to the ground and said, My lords, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house. Wash your feet and spend the night. Then you can get up early and go go on your way. No, they said. We would rather spend the night in the square. But he urged them so strongly that they followed him and went into his house. He prepared a feast and baked unleavened bread for him. And they ate. Before they went to bed, the men of the city of Saddam, both young and old, the whole population, surrounded the house. They called out to Lot and said, Where are the the men who came to you tonight? Send them out out to us so we can have beep with them. Lot went out to them at the entrance and shut the door behind him. He said, Do not do this evil, my brothers. Look, I've got two daughters who haven't who haven't had sexual relations with a man. I'll bring them out to you, and you can do whatever you want with them. However, don't do anything to these men, because they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out the way, they said, adding. This one came here as a foreigner, but he's acting like a judge. Now we'll do more harm to you than to them. But they've but they put pressure on Lot and came to break down the door. But the angels reached out, brought Lot into the house with them, and shut the door. They were the blinding light. They were the blinding light, so that they were unable to find the entrance. Then the angels said to Lot, "Do you have anyone else here, a son-in-law, your sons and daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of this place." For we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against its people is so great before the Lord. For the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Law went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. Get up, he said. Get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. At daybreak, the angels urged Lot in. Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated before the Lord's compassion to him. The men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of the two daughters. Then they brought him out and left him outside the city. As soon as the angels got him outside, one of them said, Run for your lives, don't look back and don't stop anywhere from the pain. Run to the mountains, or you will be swept away. But Lot said to him, No, my lords, please. Your servant has indeed found favor in your sight. You have shown me great kindness by saving my life. 
but I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will overtake me, and I will die. Look, this town is close enough for me to run to. It is a small place. Please, let me go there. It's only a small place, isn't it? So that I can survive. And he said to him, All right, I'll grant your request about this matter too, and I will not demolish the town you mentioned. Hurry up, run, for I cannot do anything until you get there. Therefore the name of the city is Zor. The sun has risen over the land where Lot reached Zor. Thou to the sky, the Lord trained Ben and Sifla and Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord. And he demolished the cities, the entire plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, and whatever grew on the ground. But his wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. Early in the morning, Abraham went to the place where he stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah and all the land of the plain, and he saw that smoke was going up from the land like the smoke on the furnace. So it was, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, he remembered Abraham and brought Lot out of the middle of the uphill when he demolished the cities where Lot had lived. The origin of Moab and Ammon. Lord Lot departed from Zor and lived in the mountains along with his two daughters because he was afraid to live in Zor. Instead, he and his two daughters lived in a cave. Then the firstborn said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man in the land to sleep with us at, at is the custom of all the land. Come, let's get our father to drink wine so that we can sleep with him and preserve our father's line. So they got their father to drink wine that night, and the firstborn came to sleep, to sleep with her father. He did not know when she when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the firstborn said to the younger, Look, I slept with my father last night. Let's get him to drink wine again so that you can go sleep with him and we can preserve our father's line. That night, they again got their father to drink wine and the younger went and slept with him. He did not know when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The firstborn gave birth to a son and named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger also gave birth to a son, and she named him Ben-Ami. He is the father of the Ammonites of today. That is where we're going to stop here right now, and thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a blessed day. Good night.